0: Everything that we eat impacts our energy and yet not one thing in particular impacts our energy. So it's fine to have things that, you know, I wouldn't, you know, the, the treats once in a while, because having that is not going to ruin anything.
1: Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your Superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty? Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. All right. Today we have on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Elizabeth Brothers. Welcome to the show, Elizabeth. Thanks so much for having me, Ani. I'm so excited to be here. So Elizabeth is a former naturopathic doctor turned health coach who helps busy moms improve their sleep and amplify their energy using lifestyle and nutrition-based habit changes. She's also a mom of two and has been in the health and wellness field for over 10 years. Today, Elizabeth is going to to be sharing with us how our energy is affected by our lifestyle and what we can do to feel more energized. So Elizabeth, share with us a bit more about your journey and what got you
0: to be where you are today. Sure. So I have always been so fascinated by what I call the fundamental foundations of health. And so when it comes to health, there's so many things that we can't really control, right, like you can't, I mean, you can to some degree, we can't really, you can't control your genetics, you can't change your gene makeup, Um, you know, socioeconomic status, which is a huge predictor of health is something that can be hard to control. But there's also lots of things that we can control. So we can control the food that we eat, we can control how we move, how we think, you know, our stress to some degree. And so I went into naturopathic medicine because I was so interested in that sort of foundational information. So naturopathic medicine is a a practice of medicine where you're really trying to get to the root cause. Um, There's a bunch of different tools that we use, um, herbal medicine, Chinese medicine, um, and acupuncture lifestyle and nutrition counseling. And so, but it, it really doesn't matter what someone is coming in with, whether they're coming in with um, headaches, or a full body rash, or just really low energy, it's always kind of diving down into the same thing. And so that's why I went into this, this foundational stuff. So that's why I went into the field. And then um, COVID kind of threw things for a loop, like I think it did for a lot of people. And I ended up taking my favorite parts of the naturopathic field, which was the education piece and the coaching piece, and moving more into the health coaching realm. So now I really focus on habit-based changes particularly in busy moms um, to help them improve their sleep and energy. And uh, yeah, so I have two kids, they're six and eight. And so that part of that too was when I became a mom, um, you know, it's such a drastic change for everything. And so I really had to do almost a 180 degree turn for myself to get myself back on track to feeling better and just more like myself. And so I take a lot of that as well into my practice right now, because, Yeah, you know your life before kids and life after kids, right? two different different worlds. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. So let's talk about you know
1: when we have zero energy, when we're when we're feeling just depleted and worn out, complete like fatigued. Mm -hmm. Where do you suggest we even start? Because usually we don't feel like doing anything. So it's Mm -hmm. you know, but but it's we don't want to get stuck in that. So where where would we start?
0: Yeah, exactly. So first thing I usually tell people is just to be, first of all, gentle with yourself. I think as busy moms, we have a lot of expectations on what we should be doing and what we're supposed to be doing, you know, in air quotes. Um, And so recognizing sort of the stage that you're at within that motherhood journey. So, you know, if you have a very young child your energy is going to be lower than you'd probably like it to be. If you're up with your sick kids in the middle of the night, your energy is probably going to be lower than you want it to be. And so just kind of being gentle with yourself to be like, nope, this is okay for right now. But also recognizing when that becomes the norm, and what are the things that you can do to kind of get out of that rut. And so the other thing I find about busy moms, which I know you talk a lot about is that they spend all their time taking care of everybody else and doing things for everybody else. And they get definitely put on the back burner. And so recognizing that time is usually pretty short. Um, There's not a lot of effort or energy that people have. And so I just tell people that, honestly, the biggest things that you can do, or the most impactful thing, not the biggest, the most impactful thing you can do, are the small little things that you're going to be able to keep up with consistently. So that might mean, you know, going to bed at the same time every night, something simple like that, it might mean um, taking one deep breath every day, Right. So you could sit down for like a 15 minute meditation session, which is amazing. But if you only do that once, it's, you know, it's the the benefit. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The benefits aren't there. But if you can incorporate just one deep breath every day for 12 years, that's going to have an impact. Right. Um, Or, you know, trying to incorporate some sort of movement every day, even if it's stretching on the floor while you're playing with your kids or going for a walk with your kids. It doesn't need to be a really vigorous 60 minute exercise class. And, and our food is a big thing too. So, there's kind of two camps here with moms and how they feed their kids, but I do find a lot of moms put a lot of effort into feeding their kids really well. So they prep great meals and they prep great snacks, but not so I'm much sure for they themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and exactly. they have all the food
1: groups and all that.
0: Yeah, exactly. But we don't often do that for ourselves, yes. right? And so, you know, we, you know, if we're grazing on plates or just kind of grabbing whatever we can in the fridge or the freezer. And so putting the same effort that you would put into feeding your kids to yes. feeding yourselves. And even just with that, like starting, just pick one thing to start with, because it can be really overwhelming. And just that one small, simple thing that you think you can keep up consistently, that is what is going to pave the way for you.
1: Right. So consistency over, you know, trying to go all in and do all the things. And, and then you end up feeling like a failure when you can't keep up with all of those things. So making small changes, the small
0: steps. Exactly. Yeah and sounds yeah. like
1: a big piece of when you're saying like be gentle on yourself in light of the situation that you're facing at that time or the season of life that you might be in you know practicing that self-compassion and making mm-hmm. sure that you are you know, just keeping yourself in check, being that self-awareness piece of saying like, is this normal? Is this supposed to be, you know, am I supposed to be continuing to feel worn out and everything even past, you know, when your child gets better, when they're longer keeping you up at night, are you yeah. still feeling those effects
0: and just making sure that you're aware of where you stand and how you're feeling, checking in. Exactly. With yourself. Exactly. And, you know, if you, when you're practicing that self-awareness, also recognizing too that there might be a point where you might need to chat with your doctor, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not uncommon for moms to experience changes in thyroid function, which can drastically zap energy to experience changes in iron levels, which can drastically lower your energy. Mm -hmm. And so being aware that if you're already doing some, like, I, I always tell people start with this foundation, but if you're already doing some of these things and the energy still isn't where you... You think it should be or want to be, it might be worth a chat with your doctor to see if there's maybe something else going on too. Right. Like an underlying issue. Exactly. Okay. Yeah.
1: If you're a super busy, stressed out mom looking to minimize self-doubts, challenge unrealistic expectations and confront negative self-talk all while increasing your self-confidence, then you already know that you have to stop feeling inadequate and fully believe in yourself. That's where the Quiet Your Inner Mean Girl program can help. In just eight weeks, you can transform your inner critic to become your biggest cheerleader. You will learn proven methods to stop negative self-talk, break the cycle of negative thinking, and shift your self-beliefs to ones that serve you start treating yourself with kindness and compassion and grow your self-esteem and confidence by enrolling in the quiet your inner mean girl program today you can find the link in the show notes of today's episode um so you mentioned you know the nutrition piece and making sure that we are focused on our own nutrition as much yeah. as we are focusing on our kids and our family. But do you have any specific foods that maybe you can give our listeners, you know, where to start? Mm-hmm. What, what yeah. should we be including in order that are, that's affecting our energy level?
0: For sure. So um, everything that we eat impacts our energy and yet not one thing in particular impacts our energy so it's fine to have things that you know i wouldn't you know the the treats once in a while because having that is not going to ruin anything but yet focusing the majority of what you're eating on sort of this kind of the layout that i recommend to people is that each meal about half of your plate should be vegetables Mm -hmm. um you should have a serving of protein and so that can be if you're an omnivore a combination like you know some days animal protein some days plant protein and a serving size is about the size of the palm of your hand and about the same thickness so you know if you're a a larger person it's going to be a bit bigger that you need if you're a smaller person it'll be a bit smaller uh, a serving of whole grains so that will be about the size of your cupped hand, kind of same idea right you need more if you're a larger person less if you're a smaller person and then healthy fats and so that would look like that's usually say around like the size of your thumb so one to two tablespoons of you know raw nuts and seeds um avocados olive oil fatty fish are really good options and so that is really the general structure that I recommend to people, because how people take that forward depends a lot on their culture. It depends a lot on their likes. So we have this idea in North America that, you know, the healthy food is a chicken breast and the salad, which yes, absolutely, that's a healthy food. But if that's not part of your cultural food, right? You can still eat within that framework of um, you know the mostly vegetables and the healthy proteins and, and whole grains within whatever culture is, is, is you know you're in and that you like you like to eat with. Um, but the other thing that I would say about food, it honestly comes back to this awareness. So each food will impact each person differently. So like, I'm sure your your listeners are probably familiar with this concept of lactose intolerance, right? So for people who have lactose intolerance, you can eat maybe a little bit of milk or cheese, but not a lot because you won't feel great. Well, that's true of all sorts of foods. So for me, for example, I used to have really bad eczema on my hands. And one of the foods that aggravated that for me was almonds. So almonds are an incredibly healthy food, but I don't do well with them. Right. Um, I had another, I had someone a few years ago now, she came in and she had really severe like nausea and vomiting and she couldn't figure out what was going on. And her, she had an allergist and a GI couldn't figure out. And it turned out that for her, it was potatoes. (laughs) Like, yeah, yeah. I know. Right. And so these being aware of how food is kind of making you feel means that you're going to be able to find the right foods that work for you. Right. And, all of the good stuff, the fruits and the veggies and all of those things are kind of what I recommend. But, um, but really just being aware of how the individual foods make you feel because it's different for everybody.
1: Right, right. So it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. And that's why it's hard to, to give advice as to what exactly, you know, you should be including because you do need to be aware of how food's affecting you
0: personally. Exactly. Yeah. But I mean, generally speaking, the more whole foods that you eat, the better Mm -hmm. your energy is going to be. That's a really good rule of thumb. Yeah,
1: yeah. Mm -hmm. And I like, you mentioned, you didn't say this exactly, but when you were saying like the 80-20 rule, like, you know, as long as like 80% of the time you are focusing on like that good nutrition and giving your, your body what it needs, then that 20%, you know, is a little bit of leeway so that you're not obsessed, obsessively like strict and like get caught in that box yourself
0: in. Oh, well, absolutely. Because it's pretty easy well, I guess it depends on the person, but it can be pretty easy to get too far in, in either direction. Mm-hmm. Right? right. So like too strict with the food that you're eating. And I mean, life is short, like it's okay to have that <laughs> enjoy the ice cream once in a while. Right. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, so it can be a little bit hard. And it, it can be hard to kind of, you know, keep that in mind, but absolutely the 80 20 rule, yeah. And that's where that that's
1: self-compassion that. comes in and being gentle Absolutely. on yourself and like, not where like, it's okay. Like it's okay to be human. It's okay to eat yes. ice cream every once in a while. Yeah. Like yeah. is, that, is that treat for you? So sure. Yeah. So what about exercise? You know, what kind of habits or how, how mm-hmm. do you suggest like, if we're not feeling energetic, Right. The last yeah. thing we want to do is get up and move our bodies. So what are your suggestions or what are your ideas as to how to start incorporating some exercise in order to improve our energy level?
0: Yeah, so exercise is such a catch 22, right? Because the more you exercise, typically, the better you feel. But yet, when you don't feel great, you don't want to exercise. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle. That object Um, in motion stays in motion, but getting it in motion is the hardest part. (laughs) Exactly. And honestly, exercise is like, it's always the first thing to go for people when they have other stuff on the go. Because it's can be pretty time intensive right so to carve out let's say if you you know let's say you want to go to the gym for a workout class and it's an hour-long class and you have to drive there and you have to change and drive home like all of a sudden it's two hours out of your day yeah it's incredible and so um so with exercise I I like to also differentiate between exercise and movement so I think they're very they are very different exercise is sort of a a deliberate form of movement so exercise would be like your workout class or your strength training or you know your walk or your run or something like that whereas movement is literally just the stuff you do in the day up and down the stairs you're folding laundry you're chasing your kids you're you know whatever like the spontaneous exercise yeah exactly exactly (laughs) and And you don't have
1: to change out of your clothes into exercise clothes to do
0: (laughs) Exactly. It can be so much work. So I always recommend to people, first of all, like before you get started into anything, focus on the movement. So trying to incorporate exactly what you're saying. Like you don't have to change into a certain outfit for it. You can just go for a walk around the block. You can go play outside with your kids, just to kind of build up a little bit of that. Because if you're someone who doesn't do a lot of movement in the day, even a little bit of that is going to help you. It'll improve your energy, it helps your stress levels, it helps you sleep better. So really start. Starting with that Um, exercise is really important, though, it's important to keep our heart healthy, you know, our, our lungs healthy, it's especially as we get older, strength training for women is something that women don't tend to they're not as much drawn to. So women do tend to be drawn more towards the walking and the running less more so towards the strength stuff. But from um, just a general health perspective, as you get older, adding strength training and or making sure you're doing strength training is incredibly important for bone health, for muscle health, mm-hmm. for metabolic health. And so really what it comes down to is, is finding something that you like to do, right? Because if you hate the exercise that you're doing you're not going to stick with it. Right, that's right. Just a given. The yeah. Fact. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's how it works. Yeah, so finding something you like to do, um, but also knowing it doesn't need to be a two-hour endeavor, right? So there's right. lots of ways you can squeeze exercise in. Um, you know, there's quick seven, 10-minute workouts that you can find, and they count. They all count. So, squeezing in little bits here and there, as opposed to finding giant chunks of time in your day, I find is much more manageable for moms because they just like scheduling that two hour thing is just a big hurdle for them.
1: Yeah, that's overwhelming. And you know what? We talk a lot about rediscovering yourself because there's so many moms that once, well, so many women, once they become moms, Mm -hmm. that they don't even know what it is that they'd like to do. And so it's hard to think of like, okay, what, what is it that you'd like to do when you just mentioned that, like finding what it is to do and just having that curiosity of getting out and just trying things or thinking of things like that, that you've seen other people do that seem like mm-hmm. they're fun, like that it could be fun or, or thinking about your childhood. And what are some things that you enjoy doing as a childhood and bringing that, you know, back and just trying it, just trying those new things and seeing what it is that you do like, and then not giving up. Like if you end up doing like a class, and, and it's just not for you. Like for me, that was yoga. Like I tried it. Yeah. I've tried it quite a few times and every yeah. time I'm like, I just can't get it, you know, yeah. but it doesn't mean that I just completely give up like mindfulness and like any yeah. kind of spiritual practice whatsoever. I'm like, okay, there's other things there's, you know, we're all different, but yep. not just discounting, you know, exercise altogether, just because you don't like running or you don't yeah. like, you know, swimming or whatever it is you try, try something else. Brian is
0: yeah. the spice of life, right? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And what better way to experiment with stuff like this, you know, than with exercise. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I, I do like yoga to a certain degree. But you know, I know people who just like, love it. And yes. they practice it every day. And I've tried that. And it's like, I like doing yeah. it once in a while, but I'm not an everyday yoga person either. And right. that's fine. It doesn't make you or I, any less, you know, able to exercise, which is right.
1: Right. Right. And you mentioned a good thing, like just redefining, you know, not thinking of exercise or, you know, that daily movement, like as a two hour event, just doing those small spurts, which is totally manageable for moms. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it is like going up and down the steps and then up and down again, like, you know, just adding in those things and finding what works for you to be able to get your heart rate up and get the benefits without having to completely change your clothes, drive two hours, drive an hour to the gym and do your workout. Like redefine that. If if that's you know, if that's what you're thinking exercise is, then you're gonna need to, you'll never do it. So you won't redefine it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you won't. You probably maybe you had time to do that in your life before kids, but um yeah, it's not gonna happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um what suggestions? So I was you know, we were going to talk about the, the healthy food and lifestyle habits, but I think you really shared quite a bit of stuff of how those small steps Mm -hmm. and how to, how to make them sustainable, Mm -hmm. how to make those small steps last. Is there anything else that you feel that you, like any advice on how to make them last? Because you mentioned the very beginning, the consistency piece is so important.
0: Yeah, Yeah, it is. So I think, um, Yeah, there are a couple other things I would add to that. So when you're looking to incorporate a new habit into your Richmond, whatever that might look like um i try to get people so this is one of the things that i really work with people on is how to build up these habits and so i try to get people to really narrow it down to be the most simple habit you can think of so in the book um atomic habits by James Cleary tells the story that i, I just we thought couldn't was, get
1: through this interview without you that's not, that's not
0: even my book that's not the book i'm gonna say but the, the small manageable you know habit stacking yeah. it all comes from yeah. yeah but nobody but. He he tells us he tells a story about this woman who um who is her she goes to the gym every morning right and you might know the story but i think if she lives in new york city or something and so she goes to the gym every morning but her habit is not going to the gym every morning Her habit is calling a cab every morning. Mm -hmm. So that's what her habit is. And so I have, like, I had this one woman I was working with and she really wanted to be doing, she was used to working out at home, doing exercise at home, but she, you know, she was struggling to kind of get it in. And so I said, your habit is pick one, but so maybe your habit is putting on your workout clothes or your sneakers first thing, right? That's Mm -hmm. your habit. Maybe your habit is going to physically stand in the space that you would work out. Once you get there, you decide whether or not you want to do that exercise. That's entirely up to you. But the habit is just this really simple, small step. And so Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, if we want to get into these habits of eating better or moving daily or a mindfulness practice, that can be really vague and hard to narrow down. And so I think narrowing it down can help. Um, And then the other, yeah, the other thing I would say, which I've kind of already talked about too, is that it has to be something that at some point you think you're going to enjoy, right? Or have the potential to enjoy. Mm. So for, I, I don't love kale. Like really don't love kale, even though I know (laughs) kale is really healthy and it's got so many good things for you. So if I was going to make it a habit to eat two cups of kale every day, I'm not going to stick with it because I don't like it. Right. Right. But maybe I make it a habit to eat two cups of leafy greens every day. Right. So Mm. finding a way that either you will enjoy the action of or the reward of so that you'll feel good after you did some movement or that you'll feel good. And so kind of tying it mentally to that okay yeah no I feel good about this because if you get through the experience and you're just like nope not for me it's not going to stick
1: right Right.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah so you have to have that some piece of it you have to like absolutely yeah or the outcome or something positive reinforcement yes absolutely (laughs) so what about the time issue
1: what suggestions do you have um you mentioned about you know the the two hours Mm -hmm. versus just getting outside and like doing 10 minutes of walk or whatever, like, what are some ideas that you have that you could, some suggestions you could provide about how busy moms can
0: make the time to develop these habits? Yeah. So I know that this is a big thing that you talk about too, right? Time management and yes. sort of understanding that. And so I don't think I, like nothing here is really rocket science because there's a lot of people that talk about it, but um, you can't change optimize, fix anything, first of all, that you're not aware of, right? So it always comes back to this self-awareness piece. And I always tell people that awareness of where your time is going is a really key thing. So, you know, when I work with people, I have them kind of just journal sort of a day and track a day to see what are they spending their time on because until you know exactly where your time needs to go it's really hard to find those buckets of time Um, and then within that i know you again you talked about this too but the priorities right what are your priorities in the day Um, you know is your priority hanging out and watching TV in the evening? It absolutely might be. That's I love doing that. That's one of my you know, favorite parts of the day. But if it's not a priority for you, maybe that's a, a place that you could do something else that would be a priority. So really being clear on what it is that you want, where your priorities are, and understanding that, um, that you have to be your own advocate, right? Because as moms, you're advocating for everybody else and there aren't very many people that are going to be advocating for you. So this is back to this boundary discussion, but like, if you're not going to make yourself a priority or make even just these small things, it doesn't need to be the 24 hours, but if you're not going to make these small things a priority, no one else is going to say, oh, hey, why don't you take some time? <laughs> That's exactly what went through my mind. I was like, that would be
1: so funny if my kids were like, okay, mom, no, you know what, mom, you sit down, you relax and I'll do the dishes. <laughs> yeah. It <yeah, laughs> exactly. just in my mind by eight years old say about I'm like yeah
0: that would never happen no never. that will happen probably when they have kids and then they and come realize, back and they're like mom I didn't really do that yeah, yeah you need to sit down I'm going to take care of this right the perspective but yeah exactly they're they're not your eight year old my eight year old is, is not going to do that not yet no. anyway so okay
1: so you mentioned some great things like starting out with like a time audit. And, mm-hmm. and seeing how you're spending your time currently, and then looking at how do you want to spend your time? And that's where yeah. the priorities come in and, and making sure that you are prioritizing the activities that you want to do. And a lot of these habits, the lifestyle habits, the nutrition, all of these pieces work together to help you, of course, move towards your best self. And so mm-hmm. when you are making yourself a priority, when you're spending the time building these habits and doing these things, that's when you're going to move forward. So I want to, yeah, that's awesome. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with moms without capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves. There sure is. And we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. So, Elizabeth, what is your go-to
0: self-care practice? How do you refill your cup? So my self-care it's funny because I remember when this concept of self-care kind of became a little bit more popular Mm because it hasn't always been like I think you know I don't know when it kind of became mainstream but um it hasn't always been and so when people started talking about self-care I was like huh what I do for self-care and it dawned on me that my self-care is the consistency um and I had, I had, there's a person I follow on social media who actually calls it self-parenting, which I thought was a really interesting phrase because, you know, do I want to get up every morning to do my exercise? No. And do I, when I'm not feeling great? No. But, you know, should I get up most mornings to do my exercise? Yes. And so it's just those activities of being consistent for me, with, you know, with movement, with my food, with my mindfulness practice. Um, That's really where my self-care comes from. It's putting myself to bed every night at a reasonable time to make sure that my sleep is there. So that's really, it's, it's simple. Like there's nothing extravagant about my self-care, but it's the simple, consistent things that I've just seen so much impact from and payback from really. Right. Those small habits. Yeah. Let's take it back to what you, you know, you
1: yeah. based an entire business around it. Yeah, exactly. Small, consistent habits. Yeah. So is there a book that you can recommend to our listeners or a book that has greatly impacted your life?
0: Yes, like all of your guests, like so many, right? There's like it's lists Hard to choose one. one. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to choose one. Um, and I think I think the one that I would recommend is the one the one that has really struck me, um, or one of the ones that has really struck me is the Omnivore's Dilemma by Michael oh, Pollan. I have um, one, yeah have you read it yes (laughs) yeah so a friend of mine gave it to me many years ago and it sat on my shelf for a really long time because like I am an omnivore and I thought oh my goodness this book is going to tell me I shouldn't be an omnivore and like (laughs) and so I was a little bit scared of it but it's a really I just loved the perspective it puts on you know where our food comes from Mm -hmm. how it's produced like the kind of the history of it, and then where we are in present day, and what do we need to do? It's a really great look at food culture, I think, and just the way that we think about about our food. So, I mean, it's not full of great recipes and stuff, but I just think Michael Pollan has some really great insights into um, how our society uses and views food, and I, it it was really impactful for me. And it's one I recommend to a lot of people to just kind of change their perspective a little bit on what we eat. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So Elizabeth, where can listeners find
0: you? So I am at, so my website is elizabethbrothers.com. They can find me on social media. So I'm on Facebook and Instagram at Elizabeth Brothers Health. I have a YouTube channel as well, Elizabeth Brothers Health, where I do you know, weekly, weekly videos on stuff around everything I've talked about today. And do you have
1: a free resource as well that you want to share with the audience?
0: Yeah, I have. A, I just have a free resource on five steps to optimize your energy. So that your your audience can have a look at that and hopefully get a few little tips and stuff on places. I mean, to focus your limited time because everybody listening has very limited time, yes. right? So what are the things that? You, yeah, what are the things that you should be focusing on your on your limited time? Okay,
1: awesome. So I will put the link to that free resource. In the show notes, as well as all of Elizabeth's information, where you can find her on social media and our website and all of that. So, thank
0: you so much for joining us today and sharing with us all your wisdom. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. It's been great to chat with you. Thank you
1: for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days until next time take care of you you are worth it